0: Welcome to Rama for Today Radio.
1: So we begin to pray about direction here. And I'm leaning right over here by this chair right here, right at the end, praying. And the Lord said to me, did you notice what James said? Well, I said, well, what do you mean what James said? Well, in the fifth chapter. Well, uh, about what? Well, he said, did you notice that James said... And better yet, the Holy Ghost said to James, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Well, I knew that word. I looked it up. You see, it don't mean sickness, because he went right on the next verse and said, Is any sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. That Greek word translated afflicted, Is any of you going through a test? Is any of you going through a trial? Let him pray.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series A Fresh Anointing by Kenneth e. Hagin. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth e. Hagin's message. Healing School
1: and prayer school combination. And then we had no place, you know, for those to go. So in the next room after it was over, uh, folks would help us, Rama, those that were going to school and some that already graduate. And, and, and you would counsel with these people who have come for healing and pray with them. Pray with them in this other room after the class is over. Now usually the time, use, most of the time, about once a week, I'd lay hands on people. But these folks would lay hands on folks every day. Some outstanding things happen. I remember one thing in connection here with Pam Johnson. Uh, there was a man brought his wife down from Missouri. And incidentally, she is in our Kansas City Crusade this past summer. And he brought her down. She had a tumor. And, and they already scheduled for, for operation. And, and, uh, and so uh, she wanted to come and he didn't want to bring her. He was one of these folks claimed to be a Christian, but, but more out than he was in and more down than he was up. And so he brought her, she just kept nagging until he brought her down here just for the one day and I'm not laying hands on people. So they went into the next room and so Pam Johnson talked to her and just said, well, I'll lay hands on that and curse that thing and it'll wither and die and disappear and she did. And then the man they got in the car and headed back to Missouri and he's mad, he even got to cussing about it. Went all the way down there. Thought, sure, Brother Hagin. And his wife tried, she couldn't understand what, his, what Pam was saying to her. It, it, it's, I'm not going to heal her. Jesus is the healer. Everybody said out loud, Jesus is the healer. Jesus. And so they got back to Missouri, you see. she scheduled for surgery. But when the doctors started examining her, they couldn't find the tumor. It had disappeared. It had disappeared. And I remember she wrote me a nice letter and told me about her husband acting so foolish. Said after he she felt guilty, of course. But she said, I tried to calm him down. I realized that Jesus is the healer, and that young lady said she was so lovely and so nice and so kind, and she spoke with such faith, and I just bleed, bleed with her. Glory to God. And time they got back to Missouri, the tumor was gone. Doctors couldn't find She didn't have to have that operation. Then I remember a lady wrote me from over here in Moore, Oklahoma. Moore, you know, it's a suburb to, uh, to uh, Oklahoma City. And she said, Brother Hagan, I came over. I could just come one day. I thought you'd be praying for the sick. My daughter had a tumor behind her right eye as large as an egg. They've already taken a biopsy of it. It, it, It's cancerous, it's malignant. And so I came over there, I thought, you know, that you'd be praying for the sick, laying hands on folks, which I didn't every day, just about once a week. And said we went into the next room and said, there's a young man, oh, said he was so nice and so kind and he explained to us that Jesus is a healer, not Brother Hagin anyway. We were very disappointed. And said, he told us, I'll just lay my hands on that on her head and, and curse that thing, and it'll wither, and it'll die, and it'll dry up and disappear. And so he said, he did. And then in talking to me, he found out I hadn't been filled with the Holy Ghost. I believed in it, but never been filled. And he laid hands on me, and I went away speaking in other tongues. And we got back over because he said, you see, her, her little daughter was already scheduled for surgery. And, and, and so we went in, you know, for the surgery and said they, they, they couldn't find a tumor. It had disappeared. It had done just exactly what Larry told it to do disappear. I mean, he cursed the thing. Glory to God. And, and, and the surgeons attested to the fact it's gone. It, it's absolutely disappeared. It's gone. Amen, hallelujah. Well, I could just tell you testimonies after testimonies. But what we did is this, see, our purpose to begin with was to do what God told us to do, to only counsel or talk to these people about healing and pray with them concerning healing. But what we did is we slipped into a counseling thing. And we got to counsel with people on the phone for everything you can think of. And you know, after all, somebody comes in, wants marriage counseling, and all you've got one side of it. You get the other side, it may be entirely different. And, and, and we slipped into that till we, we were running, we were doing more of that for other things. And, and, and so I said, y'all pray with me. So we began to pray about direction here. And I, I'm kneeling right over here by this chair right here, right at the end, praying. And the Lord said to me, did you notice what James said? Well, I said, uh, well, what do you mean what James said? Well, in the fifth chapter. Well, uh, about what? Well, he said, did you notice that James said, and better yet, the Holy Ghost said to James, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Well, I knew that word. I looked it up. You see, it don't mean sickness because he went right on the next verse, said, is any sick? Let him call for the elders of the church that Greek word translated afflicted, is any of you going through a test? Is any of you going through a trial? Let him pray. Let him pray. Let him pray. Is any merry? let him sing song. Well, you don't say, I'm merry. will you sing my psalm for me? No, you sing your own song. Well, it'd make just as much sense if you're afflicted, you do my praying for me. No, I might pray with you. I'll tell you, you'd knock out about 90% of all this counseling business if some of you pastors, if somebody came to you and wanted you to counsel them, you said, well, I'll tell you what let's do, let's get down here and pray an hour first. And they'd say, goodbye, I'll see you. No, they're looking for quick fixes and quick answers, you know. They don't want to do what the Bible said do. Now he said, go on reading. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any uh, Mary, let him sing a psalm. Is any sick? man called to the elders of the church. Let them pray of him. No, I the name of the Lord. Prayer of faith, save the sick. Lord shall raise him up. And if you commit a sin, you shall be forgiven him. And the next verse said, Pray ye one for another. Confess your faults to another and pray ye one for another that you may be healed. He said, Did you notice that it's prayer and healing? It's not prayer and counseling? I said, No, I never noticed that before. Now he said, Stop that counseling right now. Pray with people if they have prayer requests. And as long as people don't know how to pray themselves, well, you can pray for them and as long as they're baby Christians get answers. But he said, stop that. For he said, if people do need counseling, now it's all right, prayer and healings, fine. But if they need counseling, do you ever notice the way the Holy Ghost says things? He, he talks a little different than we do, a little different terms. He said, if folks need counseling, they ought to be counseled in their own sheepfold. That's where they ought to be counseled is in their own sheepfold. Because you see there, folks know them. He said, don't you counsel anybody except folks in your fold right here. Then we didn't have full-fledged church. We did have services. Just counsel Ramah students. Don't you counsel outsiders. You send them to their sheepfold to be counseled. Their pastor, their church. And if they don't have a sheepfold, that's where their problem is. Well, I have a digress. They went into their own company. Amen. They went into their own company. They went into their own company. And that's where a lot of folks are missed if they don't have any company to go to. Boy, you get in trouble particularly. It's good to have your own company, isn't it? And then they come around hollering for you to help them. And thank God we'll do our best if we can. But if they'd have been among their own company, we'd have known better how to help them. Amen. Amen. That's not my subject, but it's indirectly connected with it. Went to our own company and reported all that the chief priest and elder said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their, they lifted up their voice. The whole company lifted up their voice, Plural. There is power in united prayer. They lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Now, here's what I wanted to get to was verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Now, there's the word of God again, and there's the Holy Spirit again. Now notice this, that this same group of people had already initially been filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts 2, but here they are filled again. See, there ought to be an initial filling of the Holy Ghost, but there ought to be numerous refillings, if you want to call it that. Now, Now, Greek scholars tell us there in Ephesians where I'm talking about being full reservoirs, full of the Word. Full of the Holy Ghost. You, you, you see, uh, here in, Act, uh, or in Ephesians, that we looked at the 5th chapter eighteen verse where, where he said to the church at Ephesus, be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, Greek scholars, I'm not a Greek scholar, but the Greek scholars tell us that there's a play on the word that actually literally it means, but be being filled. But be being filled. In other words, maintain a constant experience here. Well, now, these Ephesians had already been filled with the Holy Ghost initially. Paul had laid his hands on them in the 19th chapter of Acts, and the Holy Ghost came on them. they spake with tongues and prophesied. And now then, he's encouraging them to be filled with the Spirit. I thought they were filled. There is one initial filling, but there should be numerous refillings. Are you listening to me? And I think that's where we're missing it today. I, I think that, that, that faith people say, well, I'm, I made the right confession. I believe in God and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost because they got the initial filling, but, uh, but they become an empty cistern. You know, water leaks out. Amen. And you have to keep filling, refilling for it to stay full. Water is a type of the Holy Ghost. Wine is a type of the Holy Ghost. Be not drunk with wine. Be, be drunk on the Spirit. Well, he's using the expression, praise God, of a fella drunk on wine. Don't do that, but be drunk on the Spirit. And that fella that stayed drunk on wine has got to keep drinking. I mean, he just because he initially got drunk, he's not going to be drunk next week unless he drinks again. Amen? Yes. And just because you were initially filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues, amen, praise God, don't mean that you're filled, you're drunk on the Spirit today. Get drunk this week.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. This month's special offer, the three-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, a fresh anointing for just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R H E M A dot O R G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And, uh, you know, we're so glad that you have tuned in with us. Uh, so many
1: of you have been partnering with us now for a long time, and we really appreciate it, and we thank you for helping us.
0: Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth e. Hagan of Fresh Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.